to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today, while continuing the conversation, we're finally going to talk about the music of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Season 2. It's Jay Rowdy Bush, everyone! I'm back! So we tried so hard and failed a little bit, but but now let's get into the music of this season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Thank goodness, because it was hard not to talk about this. I... Really, I want to start towards like the middle of the season with who's the new guy when Nathaniel shows up. This is where I really appreciated the the writing of the songs because they are because the the, they justify them breaking the fourth wall. (laughs) That is absolutely in my notes about this song. I said, I appreciated breaking the fourth wall, yet covering it up with being like, no, this is what we actually mean, even though it was absolutely breaking the fourth wall. And it was cute. It was very creative. I'm having a manic episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. So much like uh, this season... And what's what I really do appreciate about this song, the show, is that they focus really on the story, and the music is just extra. It's just an extra layer. Like, yeah, they don't bog down episodes with too many songs because it doesn't need it. Do we want yeah. it? Yes, but does it need it? No. It didn't feel overwhelming, and that they're pushing it too hard. It fit in with the episodes better. Like, I think the most songs. I'm seeing four songs as the most in all all the episodes. And that is um is that episode, episode 2. Episode 6 oh. and episode 7. Cuz episode 2 has 1 2 3 Oh, four. you're right. And 2. But yeah, I mean they have four songs whereas other shows would have like that would be their base and then they would add more. <laughs> but to be fair, like episode 6, the Trenton's getting ready song that's short, super short. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Ta- I'm so, not talking about lengthwise, though. I'm talking about like. Oh yeah. In terms of how many they throw in, and also, there's a song that's called "This Song Goes in a Loop de Loop," which isn't really a song, but exactly. But like, Wikipedia like, counts it, so I count it. I exactly, and then like, let me call you sweetheart. Wasn't that just? It was just the group singing it at the end, and Paula ran in last second to catch it. And Where that made her it? husband mad at her. Uh, it is in episode seven. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we only, we only really hear like the last line of it. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually one of my favorite old songs from any sort of, um, what's the term for that group? Um, oh, uh, Barbershop. Yes. It's one of my favorite Barbershop songs. Just I did. Old. Oh, and that's interesting because this is probably the only song ever in this series that is not an original that is sung oh i thought they wrote that oh no no that is that is on like 
old, 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 old song. My grandma even told me it was one of her favorite songs. Yeah, so the song was published in 1910. Uh, music by L- Leo Friedman. Lyrics by Beth Slater Whit- Whitson. Ooh. Ooh, I hope I pronounced that last name right. Um, but like a 19... Uh, yeah, it's like a turn of the century song. Oh, Bing Crosby sang it. Yep. I mean, it's it's been sung constantly. I mean, my grandma was born in 1928, and she's like, I remember growing up loving that song. She's like, your grandpa sang it to me once, blah, 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 or played it for me once, blah, blah. I don't remember the story, but... Shirley MacLaine sang it in Downton Abbey. <laughs> I wish I remembered that. Why don't... Oh, my gosh. Yes, I do remember that. Although, uh, they don't have... I'm looking at its Wikipedia page, and they don't have it on crazy ex-girlfriend they have everything else besides that one how dare they because hmm. well i mean you're right they only sing like a line so it's not the full song yeah and paula's sprinting in and and her husband sees her run at the end and she's like i tried and he's like you knew how important that was to me what's great too about this one is that they this season is that it seems like they're playing with the music where like there's some moments where it's in world in universe and then there's some there the rest of them are not in the universe like yeah. um as funny as it is the triceratops ballet that happens <laughs> yeah. when valencia and rebecca do the drugs <laughs> do all the drugs yes yes <laughs> i feel like that that's a weird like on the line of like we're they're clearly um, dreaming about it but like yeah it's funny <laughs> it's funny but i'm like what what what's the goal here again what are we doing <laughs> uh one of my favorite songs this season is friendtopia oh yeah spice girls themed spice girls and then they watch uh hocus pocus <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> All the citizens have to watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> uh, but like, there's one song. They're not all winners, in my opinion. All the songs. No, I I have a few songs because I wrote in my sharps and flats, and um, I have several sharps and definitely several flats. Oh, because I find it's hard for this show to find flats personally. Uh, for me, it was it was more. Um, I didn't like how certain things, for example, I didn't like how the ending made me feel. So that was my flat. But the sharp (laughs) was that I really appreciated that they went to a depth that you don't normally see in TV shows. So I like kind of contrasted my flats a lot. So like one of the, I, I didn't, I didn't flat it, but one of the songs that I just don't like is duh. Oh, that was my top flat i was like i hate the song duh and when it came on the second time i was watching it i i remember being like no and i skipped it i was like i can't do this song i hate this song well so okay this episode uh actually i also don't like so maternal it's a fun it's a fun song but i'm just like did this episode need to have these songs couldn't have been different ones or something 
So that's where I actually differ. I really like that one. And that was very much a Bruno Mars theme. And, right? I was more thinking Janelle Monet Because she's oh, styled okay. more like that. her. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely always thought it was Bruno Mars, but that's a really good point. Well, but I uh, uh, hip hop R and B, yeah, pop. I just I loved how it started with it. It went into that whole idea where people without kids are like, "Oh no, I know what I'm doing. Other people don't know what they're doing." <laughs> you guys are complicating it because you're getting lazy and so all of a sudden this song breaks out where she's on a podcast they're like even though you've never been a mom you're the best mom ever out there what's your advice and she's like well and then it breaks into this song and she's so maternal and i just i love it i think it's such a funny song to me i th- i think i like it more in the show than if i was to listen to it on its own I'm weird because I have all the albums to every season and yeah. I will listen to that song because I think it's pretty cute. Because what I what what I do. The, OK, it's not the worst song. I, it's no. it's like a, it's like a meh for me. It's not a I, I don't. But like what I do like about it when watching it is that we're in the daydream. Uh, she's in the podcast. She's dressed like Janelle Monet. She's bopping along. But then also we flash to reality. Where like yeah. the kitchen looks like a bomb went off or yeah. she's struggling to stand. <laughs> yeah, like in her mind, she's like, I'm going to be perfect at this. And then the moment the song's over, she's like, this is fucking insane. And then I laugh because I think Paula came back and she's like, it's been or somebody talked to her and they're like, it's been nine hours <laughs> or something like that. But, like, the kitchen is a mess and she's distraught and it's been a few hours. And I'm like, these kids can maintain themselves is the best part. <laughs> and, and and then later in that episode is done. And we're just like, I'm just like, okay. I am duh, done with that, duh, that done. song. Can not stand that song. But in the episode prior where... Um, the, I feel like there is a song that everyone does and that's research me obsessively (laughs) um i will say when i was younger i might have done that nowadays the only time i've really done any sort of research is i'm like well i'm probably gonna go on a date with this person i should do this but i don't i just do not do it obsessively like well I, 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 i mean it's more relatable Inter, because like you know, we've all looked somebody up. Oh yeah, like with the uh, boom of social it. media, we've all we've all you know been like, oh oh, I see you're in a picture with this person. Who is that person? Oh, let's look at their Instagram and everything. I've done that, and they, oh for sure, I've done that. I also this this may make me sound crazy, but I'm very much I deal with law a lot, and I very much will look up county records. <laughs> To make sure that you don't have, like, assault. <laughs> Please tell me you didn't research me, because, ooh, I have nothing. Ha <laughs> ha! I did not, so... Yes! But if you're coming down here, I will. No, I'm kidding. Fuck! You know, but that same episode that has researched me obsessively has kind of one of my favorite songs also, and it's You Go First, where Rebecca and Paula... 
are singing about how they miss each other and they need to apologize, but the other should go first. And it's in like this 80s mullet and they're all singing. It's it's very much the power Bobby ballad. Tyler. Yes, the power ba- ballad. And I love that song. See, okay. Go first. This, <laughs> so I kind of, I alluded to it last episode. And by alluded, I mean, I actually said it, said it. So like, this is one, the, you go first is one that I understand why they chose that genre because it's the power ballad. It's the, it, it's, there's also like, they can make the joke about the hair and everything, but like, what a rush to be a bride i don't un- i never understood why they picked that genre it's it for me it almost feels like they got to a point where they're like okay we have we are going through a list of genres we've done what have we not done yet and they're like we just need to throw a song in here let's just do this cuz like that's I- how it feels to me because, like, it, it just feels so, like, out of left field, especially with the scene that happens beforehand. You would think it would be, like, a pop song. Or, or a, I, I don't even know what else a, it would be. Some sort of ballad or something. I don't know. But Another show tune-esque song. Yeah, that one's painful for me. I That's another one I'll skip through. That's the what sucked about this season was... There's so many good songs, but then there's so many songs that I hate so much that I'll skip them. Uh, but, but I will tell you. Uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. No, what, what will you tell me? Episode episode one of season two, Love Kernels. I don't know why I love that song so much. I think I love how much effort they put into the the video itself. Because this is, is this around the time of Beyonce's Lemonade? I think it is. Because I think that's what they're parody that they're they're not parodying, but they're referencing. Yeah, they're kind of spoofing it in a way. But oh my gosh, I just love that one. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It came out earlier the year, uh, earlier that year. So Lemonade came released on April twenty third, and this season. Uh, started October twenty first. So, yes, I just I just collect compliment to compliment and store them in my woman brain. <laughs> and then she's a cactus. Why is she? Because she's, she's a sexy fashion cactus. <laughs> I store them in my woman brain like a sexy cash, fashion cactus. And then she's like, consequently, that uh, you can also drink the water out of a real cactus to survive or something. I can't remember how she phrases it, but. She's like, that's a good fact, or something like that, while she's standing in her cactus outfit. <laughs> it's such a cute little episode, and just it's relatable when you are a little bit crazy, like I used to be, where you looked into everything people said and was like, mm, they love me. And so she's taking the love kernels of every little thing he says, and she, it, they're so off the wall. And she's just like, oh, yeah, that means he loves me. Even though it's like he says bless you when she sneezes, like or something like that. And he's like, You should put a pillow under your knees. And she's like, It's a stretch, but I'll take that too. <laughs> so I know he said that like um who's the new guy plays with the fourth wall, but so does this one. Cause they're like, We spent oh. all of our budget <laughs> on this oh. video. 
Daryl's now going to be played by a broom on a a broom on a stick or something like that. Yes. Uh, and they and and, they the, and at once with a mustache, <laughs> a mustache on it, you're just like, like it's the end of the song. And you're like, well, this is all kind of done, dumb, but I love it. And then I was wondering if Daryl was actually gone because of that, but no. <laughs> you know that would have been interesting. I was like, I wonder if that's how they wrote him out or something. But no, he stuck it through it to the end. Which this is music related. Um, non singing. I love Daryl. At the beginning of season one, eh, he grew on me. I love Daryl in general, especially when he's dating Josh. Yes. I do not like any of Daryl's songs because he's going, um, I'm yeah. getting by. Uh, he, has... he also does in season one, I think, that song about, I love my daughter. Yeah. But not in a creepy way. I mean, and he has man nap this season. I didn't enjoy that one. It's not as bad, I will say. Because, it's, like, it's the best of them. Yeah. Cause, well, and then he has, uh, in season one, having a few people over, which is dumb. So dumb. But I oh, like yeah. it. Because that's the episode that he hires the hookers because he thinks he's hiring friends. Yes, and that's yeah. the one that starts the. <gasps> oh, Josh's little kiss his... before he left. Yeah, finding out he's by. Oh, that was such a sweet scene. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, because I said this last, I said this last last season, which you obviously didn't hear until now, is that what's interesting about the show is that they are just doing different genres. It's not like they pinpoint a genre for a character no i mean there's a tone for characters i feel like agreed so like daryl has the semi-creepy songs oh the country song the yeah he definitely has a genre or a a message that is always a subtle huh a a subtle (laughs) (laughs) it's not subtle at all but uh yeah because one of them's country and then one of them's kind of like a hyper pop song because it's the I'm getting by or whatever, something like that. Yep. And having people over is also kind of poppy. That's a house song. And then Man Nap. I don't even know how to describe that one. I know. I'm like, I... It's a rock like... song? Yeah. Maybe. But uh, to shift gears on you, another song it. that I love this season. I'm staring it... at every episode of song, so I'm like ready for this. We tapped that ass. <sighs> now, this is why I like it. Is because I love tap dancing. <laughs> so when they turn into tap dancing and then they do double entendre where they're tap dancing on her uh, on her dresser, she's like, not on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> so I have had that song stuck in my head numerous times. It is definitely not one of my favorites, but every time I listen to it, I I enjoy it because it's I do appreciate tap. So it's like tap that ass, dun, 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 and he's like tapping along, and I'm just like, oh, this is kind of fun. And what's really interesting is that so that episode it was it was a shit show happened. Greg leaves. So then later in the episode. Rebecca is haunted by the ghosts of boyfriend's past. 
and then they sing we tap that ass and you're there i feel like they're just like santino i know we said you'd leave this episode but we need you but to, you can't we need you to do at least three more songs <laughs> please and thank you yeah and he did great because he has such a smoky voice I mean, him and uh, Santina Fontana and Vincent Rodriguez the third, like their voices blended very well. I feel like. Oh yeah. Oh they, right, you're a do. singer. You're a singer. We could talk music. We can nerd out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Now I, I I'm definitely trained for that. <laughs> because uh, I know it's not this season, but they do that other song, um, sports analogies, where it's Nathan and Vincent yes. and. Oh no, Greg's not in that, is he? No, but still, like the blending of the male voices. I feel like this show. Yeah, I feel like this show did a really good job with. Actually, now that I think about it, both the males and females had excellent blends in their music. They all blended really well. I don't. I'm kind of shocked that I have not made this connection sooner. It's like they had money to do that and talent. Paula and Rebecca go together very well. And I am a huge fan of Paula, even in episode two, when she's singing, maybe this dream because she's talking about law school and she's talking about her peeing herself because she's had a baby and (laughs) talks about when by the time she gets home that her underwear underwear smells like swamp rat or something like that (laughs) but it's but you don't realize what she's singing if you're not paying attention because she has this gorgeous voice it's all Disney maybe this dream will not (laughs) and it's so pretty and you're just like oh okay and then you're like listening to the words and you're like oh wait wait a minute <laughs> this because it... she's she's where i started using the term dump cramps from because she sang it in that song <laughs> i like how this show is so influential in everyone's lives and they don't realize <laughs> it until they talk about it oh god dump cramps yeah <laughs> i also like uh, we'll never have problems again, which is the disco song. Kind of a disco, yeah. Because I can't tell if it's because I love the I love it for the disco it disco ness of it all, or because of Heather's uh part in it, where she's like, I- "I'm just gonna soul train out of here, losers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I love Heather. Everything I love, Heather. Heather, oh god i she she doesn't she's part of songs this season she doesn't really have her own oh no lie i lied i'm such a liar face she has paula's trapped in the the bathroom yeah god that that's such a good song and it's even it's a good song but it's way better when you're watching it in person and then you remember trapped in the closet and you're like that song was weird and we fell for it <laughs> as a society oh, back then i i didn't get into it i, I just loved all the spoofs of it because i know mad tv spoofed it i'm south park mm, south park definitely oh my god south park yes they spoofed it i don't think snl did so that i recall but i really just enjoy all the making fun of it because it it's a terrible song it's so dumb it's and like 
obviously this is probably a decade after that song. Yep. And they still, they're like, you know what? We're going to remind all of you of this one terrible song that happened in music history. <laughs> yeah. A terrible song that everyone was like, mm-hmm. it and was fact, awful. Uh, that was Kanye? That was Kanye. Yeah, I think. Was it? Oh, boy. Child. Was it Kanye? Or was it the guy that was arrested or was in R. court? R. Kelly. For... I love R. Kelly. R. That's Kelly. who it was. I was like, I swore it was him. 33 chapters? Released what? sporadically from 2005 to 2012. Damn! <laughs> oh, my God. It's a... Uh, Wikipedia calls it a musical soap opera. Oh, like, I, I can't even hear the real song without thinking of South Park. And I pull out my gun! Yeah, so... Yeah. Damn. It's... Well, I can't listen to him because I can't support him, so... No. No, nobody should. But 33 chapters. Jesus fucking Christ. Well... That's what you do. Oh, never mind. That's a terrible joke. Uh, I'll just move on back to another song that I really enjoy, which is in episode two. Unexpectedly, didn't think I'd like this song. Ping Pong Girl. Because it's such a bop. It's a bop. And I love the comments in it. And he's like, whoa, she scored a thousand points. That's a lot. And stuff like that. Like, it's really just cute. And she's walking in, and she's in her, like, gold outfit, and she's, like, a badass, even though she plays terrible, because she learned that day from a random kid in town. (laughs) So, I'm looking at all of Josh's songs this season, and I feel like he's the same with... Oh, Daryl has another song this season, by the way. He has You're My Best Friend and I'm Not Yours, which is actually kind of a sweet song. It's a cute one. Oh, I will say that might be my favorite of his. But I was going to say, Josh yeah, is also yeah. all over the place. Uh, Yeah, Thought Bubbles. Thought Bubbles, which is okay. I don't like that one. It's not, it's not the worst. It's just like, it's again, just middle. Does he have Head in the Clouds or is that next season? That's next season. Okay. Oh, yeah, because he ran away and now he's going to be a priest. <laughs> Because he sings uh, Ping Pong Girl, and then he has Tap That Ass. Duh. (laughs) I think that's it for this season. He's mostly doing the acting. Thank God. I mean, he's not a... I don't think Vincent Rodriguez is a bad singer. I just think that, like... They just kept giving him kind of sucky songs. But like that's all I, I it's weird, like it's on purpose because obviously it's character. That's true. We're we're playing with character and everything, so he's not going to have like the emotional song or maybe the eleven o'clock number. Yeah. He's not gonna have the tell me I'm okay, Patrick. Oh, uh, okay, we're there. I have like four of those songs where I'm like, oh, we're there. We're there. Because <laughs> that that episode where Patrick, played by Seth Green, um, is just a delivery person. 
And I'm like, this is also another relatable song. <laughs> it's so relatable. I don't think to the extent of telling your delivery person your woes, but like right. dumping onto coworkers or just dumping, trauma yeah. dumping on people. Yeah. You're at a and party, she's... you meet somebody new, and you're like, hey, this is my life. Tell me I'm okay, everybody. And it's at some point, she's like, everything just feels confusing and chaotic. Did I miss that point in school where they told us how to be normal? And I think so many people can relate to that. And then all of a sudden, I didn't catch this the first time I watched it. The second time made me laugh hysterically because, you know, Seth is playing the piano, I think. Yeah, and she and the package are on the piano, and then at one point the scene changes, and she and Seth are on the piano, and the package is playing the piano, and you look over, and the box is just <laughs> moving up and down on the keyboard. <laughs> it's it's subtle because it's like she's on the piano, he's playing, she's playing the piano, he's on the piano, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just it's oh my god. The show always remembers that it's a comedy show first. Yeah, but that song in general, I just really like kind of the Broadway ballad that it, it brings out. Ball- Broadway ballad, little lounge lizardy. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, Love it's it. kind of a weird combination that I like. Very good song. Do you feel like, though, looking at the song list of this season, besides Duh, were there any other clunkers? I don't think so. It's just because um, Duh, I, I, I don't think I like, because Duh doesn't give us anything, really. That's no. why I don't think I like it. It's just terrible. I don't know why I hate it so much, but duh, it's terrible. Duh, duh, duh. But really, the rest of them are pretty good. I am a huge, huge, huge fan of the Math of Love Triangles. Ugh. Ugh, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, so good. Oh my gosh. One, two, three, five, eight, six, go! (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, I don't think you know how to count. We're sincerely worried about you. She... (sighs) Rachel Bloom is just so smart. Have you listened to her stuff before? I have some of it, not all of it, but... You need, you should listen to Fuck Me, Ray Bradbury. I yeah. definitely did that one because I started looking her up going, she has to have more to than just this show. So I started looking her up and I was like, oh, definitely heard that one. <laughs> well, and what's interesting is that like the first season, I felt like there were more of those type of songs, like mm-hmm. the, her YouTube day songs. But like... Yeah there's not that many this season it might be more in the lyric in the lyrics of it all we're yeah. like we're like period sex i feel like she would have written that in her period sex and then her mom starts singing at one point <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> oh my gosh I also love that George, one of the dumb attorneys, gets to sing a song and then he's like, it's finally my turn and then they just cut it off. I love that. I thought that was a real creative snag in there. And of course, we have the mom and Patty Lapone with Remember That We Suffered. Again, I still want Patty, I wish Patty sang her own song. Yeah. 
but I understand the the why I remember that were suffered is with Naomi and Rabbi Sherry, played by Patty Lapone. Yeah. The one and only. Um how are we on time? We're blasting through this season. Ooh, are we? I feel well, because I feel like we're both we both love it. There isn't really a point of contention. I know we said duh, but like there is no out there episode because it it's all overarching. It all works and everything. And yeah, you know, in this se- or in this season, Nathan gets a good song, which I kind of like, which is that let's have intercourse. But he's such a terrible person in it because <laughs> he's just like, let's have intercourse, and then he's like complaining about her, and he's like, it's I kind of want to see your you know your boobs. You have weird shaped. <laughs> It's stuff like that. I mean, he's like trash talking her in it and he just wants to just do it and be done. That's Nathaniel's first song. Yeah. Interesting. But he has a really pretty voice. He's got a good voice. Okay. Out of him, Greg, and Josh. Great. Interesting. I'm a Greg person. I like Vincent's voice. I think it's really pretty. For some reason, I really like Greg's voice. Is it because of It Was a Shit Show? Was is such a mm. great showcase of his voice? Uh, yeah, that was. But really, I actually think um, Greg grew on me very quickly with his voice from season one. When he did the Fred Astaire song. Um, uh, Settle for Me. Settle for Me. This one, he also gets Dr- Greg's drinking song, which is... Oh, funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had sex with a bush. <laughs> Which, yeah. I mean, okay, so we, I mean, I know last episode we talked about how, like, or the whole point of me doing it this month is that it's all about mental health awareness, but, like, they also bring up other things, like, that was a low point for Greg in his drinking. And when he's like, oh, maybe I should figure my shit out he they do a good job of exposing the deeper side of greg that we don't usually see Mm -hmm. and so even though it was kind of a sad side i appreciated that we're like that the greg's drinking song kind of teeters the line of like is this funny or like it's funny but like should we be laughing yeah, like you almost sit there like smiling wide-eyed, almost like somebody's telling you a story that you want to be like, wow, this is, you're insane, but you can't because that's rude. So you're like, ah, uh-huh. you did have sex with a bush. Good job. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I also just love how he he realizes in the song that it was a bush. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's like, I did what? And they're like, yeah, you had sex with the bush. And he's like, I guess I did. Oopsies. And then he sings about it. (laughs) Uh, Jay, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? I think I got all my my comments out. All right. Let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? Do it. Sharp. Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. And again, 
I'm having issues realistically finding flats in this show. So I want to start there. And really, my own, I have, okay, so two flats. One, Patty not getting her own song. Like, you fucking Uh, have her, give her her own song. And two, not enough Britney Snow. I love Britney Snow as well. I don't like the character. I I love Britney Snow. (laughs) Maybe that's it. I didn't care for her in this show. I, it, it, whenever she came along, I, I almost got anxiety because I was like, we're introducing yet another character. I Can we stop already? <laughs> but like, honestly, that was it for this season. I didn't... Ooh. For, for me, me... Okay, for, for me, my flats are a little different. Okay. Um, Josh was my flat in general. Oh. He me out. I just... <sighs> he was being such a man. And he was so, so dumb and just playing her along. And then whenever, like, he'd recognize that she was getting a little clingy and having more thoughts than he would. I know this isn't really about the music, but Duh is one of his songs, which is the worst song ever. So I'm just like, (laughs) ugh. But he should have been a lot more forward and been like, Hey, so this is where we're at. But he was like, but I'm getting a place to stay and I'm having sex. So. Win. And so I don't like Josh at all. Of course I mentioned, duh, how much I hate it. Super flat for me. Um, also I wrote Daryl's songs. You did help me a little bit realize that there were a couple that weren't the worst, but his songs are always ones that, are not memorable for me unless they're creepy. Mm. And so I find his songs flat. And then overall, I brought this up in last episode, but my emotions with watching Rebecca spiral and all that, my flat was how it made me feel so depressed at some points because it was just hard to watch. But then I also morphed it into a sharp and was like, I appreciated how much the show expressed a darker side of mental health that you don't normally see yeah because like and listeners you're gonna get sick of me saying this every episode but like anything that i would feel i would deem flat worthy in my opinion is done on purpose or they call it out later in the show yeah so it's not it's it's like oh you no you couldn't have done oh wait okay so some this other character talks about it or like oh there's this whole song that doesn't make oh okay i understand why um i have to agree with you on josh though i didn't even think about that that he's such a man he's such a man he just was using her to gain in whatever way he needed which at the time was a place to live then again she was using him she was but how about them just them them together is a flat (laughs) that you know i will accept that because those two even from the beginning no like you're watching and you're like now they shouldn't be together they shouldn't you should probably quit chasing after him yeah even and then even if you have the best sex with him like don't know and i actually got even though i love paula i got a little annoyed with her in season one because she was like pushing it right but like but um yeah, those two. They're them together as a relationship is a flat for me. Um, okay. Let's start with the love fest. Let's go to Sharps. 
Uh, for me, this is uh, this. You're going to laugh your ass off when I say this. Um, I'm ready. There is one line in Greg's drinking song that I absolutely love, and that is "Drive home and." <laughs> Because he's they're doing the Irish drinking song esque like da 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 drive home and yeah out of nowhere. That's right. I love that part, but I I totally didn't hear it in my head. When you re-listen to it, you'll be like, ah, yes, this. I may pull it up right after this just to be like, aha! I I remember being like, what a creative little tidbit in that song. Um, I love Heather and Valencia sharpening them. Ooh, sharpening I sharp Valencia's development and relationship with Rebecca growing and how they become their little friendtopia. That was a sharp for me because I really liked that angle. Well, oh, and what I like about both of them is that they are like the voice of reasoning for Rebecca. Yes, in their own way, Heather and Valencia are the voice of reasoning, but like when they when she needs to hear like the blunt truth they're there to help her yeah and i really appreciated that because it was girls a little bit more experienced and her age yes when as much as i love paula generational differences do alter opinions on how to handle things yeah and like paula but like paula is like a surrogate mother yeah and she's a little more non-existent in this season because of law school and their relationship strain. Which, honestly, I appreciate that, too, because that's what happens. Yeah. You, you get busy. I, I, have, I don't see my best friend every day. I also don't work with my best friend, but like, <laughs> I don't see my best friend every day. So I, I literally, to keep in touch closely with some of my best friends, started a podcast so we could at least see each other weekly. <laughs> I mean, I had to schedule in ways to see all my close people. Yeah. Um, so this season with Sunil being introduced, I'm sharpening all the musical theater references that they make. Because- oh, yes. Because Rebecca, it's been established since season one that Rebecca loves musicals, ergo the whole show. But yeah. the two of them are making references and Paula, where Donalyn Champlin um, is a theater person. I don't know if yes. you know that. Yeah. Um, but the fact that she's playing a character who doesn't understand all of it, and I was just like, yes. The okay. irony's cute. Um, and then... I feel like I had more sharps. But okay, here are some performances I want to sharp. The Math of Love Triangles. It's always yes. Always a yes. sharp. Yes. 100% um, agree. We tapped that ass cuz cuz like I I, I think it's I think it's funny visually. Yeah. Like yes, there's humor in the lyrics and everything, but like when you watch it when they're tap dancing on the chest and then all of a sudden it turns into giant breasts. <laughs> You're like, okay, this yes. is funny. Yes, uh, visually, it's a good one. Uh, I want to sharp research me obsessively. Uh, I also want to sharp who's the new guy because that song should have won a- a- an Emmy or a Grammy or something because the lyrics are just so smart. That was just- literally my second sharp was the breaking the third wall with that song. 
<laughs> it's it, it have you ever have you seen the Matilda musical? No, not yet. So in my opinion, like they both both who's the new guy as well as some other songs in the show where they're this smart and Matilda the musical are just so smart lyrically that it blows my mind that neither of them have won awards for their lyrics. I feel like shows like this always kind of get ruined because they're just not that popular. Well, you'd be surprised at how popular their show is. You know, that's really good point. Never mind. Scratch and, what I said. And now that it's it's on the Netflix. The um, Netflix. And then I my last sharp is for Tell Me I'm Okay, Patrick. Ooh, great choice. Yeah. What are your sharps? So, uh... Your song list was basically mine. Also, Love Kernels was on there. And um, scrolling through to make sure I'm not crazy and forgot any. Well, you are crazy, but did you forget any? Oh, You Go First was on there because it was just such a cute song. Oh! Yeah, that performance is total sharp worthy. It was just such a great one. So that was on there. Um, My sharps additional from that were... Basically, the entire quirky episode of the Santa Ana Wynn narration. I thought that was a sharp. Yes. Because I just thought it was a creative angle to take it. And, yeah. Oh, my last sharp was that most every song in this season was worthy to be in the, se- the series. I thought like, most all, all the songs were good. Besides, duh, and a couple that were like, meh. But my mm. sharp was that they were all good to be in there. And they were worthy, for sure, to stay in the show. Like, you're not questioning, except, oh, even What a Rush to Be a Bride? Oh, no, not that one. Well, I guess I will defend that What a Rush to Be a Bride at least is a right moment for a song. Yes. Is it the correct song? Probably not, but. I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, when you listen to shows like this and you'll have a good 50-50 mix probably of some great songs and some real kind of just lousy songs that are um, not memorable. And it's easy in this season to have a lot of catchy songs. I feel like you're saying without saying that you're ta- you're talking about Glee. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, yes. Because, I mean, I feel like this season, the one where she watches uh, Tommy... Where she, where, where so maternal happens and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one is an outlier episode, but like it still needs to happen because like she needs to build, rebuild the friendship. Josh needs to realize. So while the main action feels like it's a wild episode of Glee, it's still very important to the season. Yeah, I can agree with that. It is kind of an outlier, but it's one of those building pieces that needs to be there just to hold it together. Also, I want a sharp last sharp for me. I lied last time. This is the last sharp now. Um, the titles, we didn't talk about them. So what's interesting, I didn't even think about that. What's interesting about it is that season one, all the titles, mostly there's like one or two that it's different ends in an exclamation mark. You know, it's like Josh and I are going to the beach. Josh and I are on the K's, blah, 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 blah. And then this season, all of them are questions. Yeah. 
So, like, why is Josh's ex-girlfriend eating carbs? Uh, Josh is the man of my dreams, right? What's interesting about all the titles of this show is that it's all about the men, really? Because it's, because, you know, uh, all, all of these, this one and last season have Josh in the title. And then to spoil, but like, who cares? Season three will have Nathaniel and, and so on and so forth. And so you're just like, the punctuation in the titles is very important. I feel like. Um, and I haven't even checked the third and fourth seasons, but it's kind of funny because like season one for it to end in all exclamation points, is kind of the idea of she's super excited because things are going forward and she's always getting stuff planned and, and her life's changed drastically. Season two is she's kind of getting what she wants. Now we're starting to question, is this really helpful to me? And I feel is like, this really what I want? I feel like to tie it back into the mental health of it all, mm-hmm. season one is the manic one. And that's what I, I called it that. Elnardo said a different thing. You have to go back and listen to it, everyone. But... Uh, it's all manic because the the titles are are manic. This one, I think, goes with what he was saying about the obsessive compulsive personality disorder, where it's like she has to be in charge, but like part of her is also being like, "But do I? Or is this what I want? I want things. I want things away, but is it with Josh? I feel like subconsciously or unbeknownst to a lot of people because they don't look at the titles of the episodes uh, i never do no yeah um it's another uh way to help with the path that rebecca's going on yeah the mental path if you will and this is me pulling shit out of my ass everyone uh, podcasting <laughs> so i did just skim over while you were talking because i pay attention really well uh-huh um i saw you i saw three, the blaze guys <laughs> season three and season four end in periods and they're just statements so it's she's shifted into this life now of this is fact this is what i have to deal with now Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. interesting creative i got i have to say doing this is also forcing me to look at the titles because i like you i don't pay attention because they don't what's the title because rarely do they ever say the na- the title of the episode? Yeah. In like the opening credits or whatever. Um, but this is a good exercise in paying attention to titles. <laughs> Reading. Ugh. I know. Uh, it's not just people. Uh, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? Now, I, like you, have downloaded all the songs off of iTunes. <laughs> I bought all of them. So I do listen to a lot of these regularly, but... My list is probably going to be a little less than yours. <laughs> oh, what's that mean? That I'm a crazy ex-girlfriend? No, I'm kidding. You're a crazy ex-girlfriend fan. That's true. That's what it is. Uh, so, like, for me, I'll listen uh, on my playlist. I'll put Ping Pong Girl, The Math of Love Triangles. We tap that ass. Frontopia. You go first. Um... That's where my list ended because my my Word document decided to close before I could save it. So now I have to. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. Uh, we'll never have problems again. That's a fun song. That's a to cute listen one. to. Tell me I'm okay, Patrick. Yep. And you know what? 
as weird as as much as we shout on it i do like listening to what a rush to be a bride as a song it's great <laughs> in my opinion definitely definitely uh definitely does not go on my list is that the one is that like the one of the few that you just skip i skip that one a lot and oh. duh i duh like makes me angry yes See, my list consists of maybe this dream, because it's Paula, and the Map of Love Triangles, it's a shit show, Friendtopia, stuck in the bathroom, and I don't know why, but that one's just funny to me. Um, Karen's hernia, she can't move anything. And then So Maternal goes in my list, and then Tell Me I'm Okay, Patrick, for sure. I'm looking... Paula doesn't really have a lot of songs this season, does she? No, she was a lot more distant compared to last season when she had um, almost every other song. <laughs> yeah, every song was hers. Oh my God. Face Status your fears. is preferred. Face your fears. Um, I've done everything for you or something like that. Yes. I mean, she had a lot of good ones. Yes. And then even just the opening with Wesco or the reprise of Wescovina whenever she's singing and they look up into the stars i mean paula just has a wonderful voice i love her voice uh she's so good but i'm glad that they worked through things this season and yeah who knows what's going to happen next season but Ooh. jay i do <laughs> <laughs> jay we're done with the episode Woo-hoo. oh my gosh the, time- the second episode already Yes, we did. We did all of it in less than two hours. Uh, Look at us go. I know how to talk and fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you have to plug or promote? Um, in case you didn't pay attention last week, I am the co-host with two of my other friends on the podcast Beards and Sundries. And it's just three of us gay guys being as stupid as we can be and talking every week and it's a lot of fun, so you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, or look for us on YouTube. Again, that is Beards and Sundries. Check us out on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I post all of our stuff, so if it's lousy, don't say anything bad. But if you think it is lousy, you can email me at buttasongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttasongpod. Um, I know we kind of blasted through this season but like was there something that you wanted us to talk about maybe i'll mention it in like an instagram story or whatever i don't know and if you want to be part of next episode's conversations because obviously we're (laughs) doing two episodes you guessed it we're doing crazy ex-girlfriend season three getting it done jay thank you so much for coming by again Yes, thank you. Love maybe, it, as always. Maybe one day we'll get Joe and Anthony on here, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, if you talk to them about... Uh, I have an idea. Drop out TV. I have an idea of an episode that I'm going to pitch to them, but Do I don't it. know. If I think it'd be fun. They might enjoy yeah. it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and everyone, thank you so much for listening, and bye for now. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day. Crazy Girlfriend.